more nerve-wracking, isn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> Funny when you hit record, it all becomes Very a little real. bit serious. Um, so what is the idea behind this podcast, Nancy? Well, that's the question, isn't it? We're trying to work that out. Um, the idea, I suppose, is uh, we're both big fans of comedy. That's the, the essence of it, isn't it? Agreed. Um, and we both decided that we thought we'd make a crack at it uh, and try and be funny. Aspiring so, comedians. Aspiring to be funny. That's the tagline I'm going for. Um, <laughs> That's the catchphrase yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. We've got a catchphrase for the end. So, well, just spoiler alert there. Just ruin that. So feel free to skip forward 47 minutes if you want to hear, hear that bombshell. Otherwise, stay tuned. Um, but yeah, Nancy and I are both uh, starting out on our fledgling right, yeah. comic careers, but from slightly different angles. Yeah. And the idea behind this is we're going to talk about that, we're going to talk about what we're into comedically, what our influences are, and yeah, where kind of you can chart our progress as we come along and then and, and see see how we do. But I suppose the, the thing that people would probably want to know is uh, what are our two different paths? Well, I mean, I mean, are we going to give that away so early? I don't know. Maybe that should be something we we push forward <laughs> later. Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I I think that's probably probably a good a, as good a time maybe as any. Maybe not a cliffhanger <laughs> moment yeah. right now. <laughs> Tune in for podcast number two, where we'll tell you what we're actually doing. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing, Hal? How's, what, what's your approach? What am I doing, Nancy? So I, I'm going for what I like to call the nuclear option, <laughs> mainly because it sounds cool. Strong, yeah, strong. right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what I've done is, uh, you know, I've got some material in my locker. I'm, I've been putting some putting some stuff together, and I've put myself in to do an open mic in a couple of months' time uh, over in uh, King's Head in Crouch End. Strong move, yeah. And uh, how are you feeling about that right now? I am feeling like it was a ridiculous decision uh, <laughs> because I, yeah, I literally have a list of notes on my iPhone and nothing else. I've never done stand up in public before, uh, and I feel like October is going to come all too quickly. Um, how about you, Nance? What's your trajectory in the comedy world? So, so I, I've spent the uh, last few months attending a comedy course, uh, learning how to be funny. So I'm now qualified funny, <laughs> according to according to my tutor, um, who is obviously definition of comedy. Uh, yeah, so obviously. I spent spent eight weeks doing that, and then. Uh, Last week I did my first stand-up comedy um, evening. I did five minutes. And I hear it was a roaring success. Is this true? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think everyone in the room stood up, did a sound ovation, <laughs> was crying with laughter. Um, basically, there was like people shouting. Like one guy was throwing, throwing single roses <laughs> onto yeah, the stage. Yeah, yeah, and just... <laughs> confetti came down oh, from the, like you wouldn't from believe, the ceiling. Uh, yeah, it sounded like quite, yeah. quite the moment. Yeah, um, I was otherwise people engaged. People basically begging like, me never to stop doing comedy. Uh, <laughs> and then I had to go back to my day job the next day. So it was... Uh, and was that you? Sorry, we just had a table-related malfunction, and I now have beer in my shoe. But we won't let a little thing like that stop stop the fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I spoke to uh, two of your siblings, in fact, who were there on the day, and and well, they are biased, but equally. <laughs> They were messaging me privately, so they could have said anything, and they were they were full of praise. So clearly, clearly it went well. Um, how 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 were you feeling? 
I have never been more nervous in all my life about doing anything than that. I, I genuinely felt as well as we were going to throw up several times before I walked on stage. Um, weirdly, the, the quality of the stand-up that evening across like all my kind of peers who were also on the course was incredibly high. It was like some people who you'd expected to be shit because their dress rehearsal was shit suddenly came out the bag and were just like ridiculously funny. Um, other people less so, but let's not talk about them. <laughs> well, we can talk a bit about them. Who who would you say was the low light of the evening? Or I'm not naming names, of course, but I feel like there might be a story there to tell. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there was there was somewhere just the the, the the awkward silence in the room was kind of palpable, and um, you just kind of willed it to end, uh, and that's never a good feeling, I think, uh, in comedy or in life. <laughs> Agreed. Um, we were speaking earlier about the. Uh, legendary in quotation marks tryout night at the king's head which is where i'll be performing um and i've been there as a punter several times once a man who had a five minute set about a fly in his house who he had sort of a relationship with not a sexual one i'd like to point out but a kind of a kind of ongoing well very important (laughs) not that kind of podcast but a yeah a relationship it was a kind of ongoing saga but there was just never a punchline and I think at the end everyone just felt like they'd been privy to one man's very efficient mental breakdown I mean it's a powerful position you're in when you're on stage isn't it when you you can talk about whatever you like and maybe that guy just needed to get some stuff off his chest and you kind of use that comedy night for that that platform comedy therapy I like to call it which which actually reminds me of this um, trademark term (laughs) yeah (laughs) Do not use. I'm, I'm doing the C in a circle with my finger right now. Note that. I'm, I'm, I'm noticing. Fact you. fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of having a mic and getting things off your chest, it reminds me of this uh, James Acaster gig we went to recently oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Invisible yeah, Dot, yeah. where he, after doing a kind of hour long work in progress, then spent about 10, 15 minutes just ranting about Brexit. And it was funny in points, yeah, but yeah. a lot of it was just angry. Yeah. And I mean, I loved it, but. Yeah. Well, one of our party who voted Brexit, not naming any names, but you know who you are, because I'm sure we'll share this with you at some point. Yeah, exactly. You're the first person to get a shout out, except for all the well-known people we've already mentioned. So, yeah, you take that unknown person. To the bank. To the bank and cash it. Um, But yeah, I thought that was a great example. And I think he said something which really resounded with me somehow, actually, which was, you know, you do the same if you were in my position. And I think there there is something there, isn't it? It is true. That mic and having that sort of... It is a power, isn't it? There's no, no denying. I've said on the so my the comedy performance I got my first heckle within the first performance I ever did as well. Always a good sign. And I dealt with it atrociously. <laughs> I dealt with it atrociously. So, so this is basically a how not to do things don't do comedy podcast like essentially, this. guys. Just so you know. I mean, so I, what did you do? I mean, I was doing a bit about lycra and about lycra wearers and. Um, one lady on the front row kind of just decided that what I was wearing on that day seemed like lycra. So she just told me, yeah, it looks like you're wearing lycra. And I just said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> kind of Instantly does. Instantly back down. Oh, no. Yeah, like I had so many options. I could have, like, so many options. And since then, I've just been thinking about everything I could have said to her. I mean, it is a bit of a curveball to just 
just flat up agree with the heckler, no? Would they I, see that coming? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, we brushed over it quite quickly. Um, I mean, there She'd you been go. heckling everyone throughout the night. She, I mean, for, for what is advertised as a beginner's night of comedy, with everyone having done an eight-week comedy course, I mean, it was bold to heckle. I imagine that attracts... You know, serial hecklers. <laughs> they they see, you know, comedy yeah. course tryout night, yeah. and they say, "Kaching." That's the night for me. That's all night my night. ships have come in. I, I can only assume, right? I mean, it is sort of the definition yeah, of a yeah, sitting yeah. duck. It's true. It's but you showed them by agreeing with like, their heckle right. instantly. You, you've, you've, you've cut me deep to my soul, and I agree with you. I am hit wearing me. lycra. Hit me straight to lycra. I'm gonna tell you that. But lycra. were you wearing lycra? I wasn't. That's the thing. Oh. Well, I then, wasn't wearing lycra. But I was wearing what, trousers. So what, <laughs> what sort of material are we talking uh, about? Nylon I'm talking like or stretch cotton. Stretch cotton. I mean, I'd say, you know, I'm in a crowd, you're on a stage, the lights are maybe front low. Row, not crowd. Front, uh, row. front row. Okay, front she row. was definitely um, she was a contract heckler. She <laughs> someone had paid her. About I'm not actually spoken to I your mean, siblings she, about this, but is, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, yeah. She she was the wife of one of the other other uh, no. comedians for the Surely night. she Tiny more than anyone Irish is gonna give them Tiny a bit of a or do you think she was trying to improve his well, performance by me. taking everyone else down? Or, well, or did she heckle him as well? She heckled him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she heckled him nonstop. I mean, they sound like a great couple. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At one point, he did ask me, how am I doing, how, how am I doing wife? And she was like, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, that's hilarious. So it worked into it. It, I, it almost feels rehearsed, I go so far as to say. What did they do at home? Sit down, practice it all. I don't know. I don't know. You probably should have got yourself a plan. I should have. I thought about it several times actually. I okay. had conversations with several people saying, maybe, maybe you should just come in and tell me uh, how great I am as a heckle. <laughs> like, oh right, like heckles. you're awesome. Keep like, going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not sure anyone's ever been heckled like that. No one's been heckled in a positive way. And no I guess one's... why that is is because there's a different word for doing that, <laughs> and it's not heckling. What's that called? I think it's uh... you know supporting, <laughs> yes, cheering. That's the one. That's the one. You know. Enjoying. Your eyes look great in this life. Oi, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Oy>, mate. <laughs> You're doing great. Keep up the good work. Cheers. <laughs> that's my best comeback to one that, of those That's heckles. good. That's good. I might start doing positive heckles at yeah, the next yeah. next few nights I go to. Yeah. Um, I went to a comedy night uh, a while back, which was had a, a stag do in presence. Oh, dear. Worst heckles ever. Oh, were their, their heckle game was not on, on I mean, point? No, I mean, their heckle game, like, in terms of heckles, heckles are bad, therefore their heckle game was good, but it was just... It was like, oh, like, too much. It was too much. At one point, the comedian actually stopped, because they, they also got to the point where they were just making noise in the background, so the comedian actually stopped, looked to left, and when I just felt the whole room's attention had drifted from what I was saying, and I needed to focus on the uh, elephant in the room here, which was the noisy stag due to my left. I mean, I guess in a way, is that not the ultimate heckle with? You can actually start being the act. <laughs> if you can stop the performance <laughs> and, and just everybody starts just listening to you instead. I think you that was like, It's like a kind of meta heckle. You, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So new, new levels of heckle. Absolutely. Is that something um, you're worried about? I, yeah, I mean, as I say, I've been to this night a couple of times. It's generally yeah. quite a kind crowd because yeah. they, know, they know what's going on. They know what they're in for. And... I mean, I have to say, and you'd know better than me because you're out the other side, but five minutes, it doesn't seem like that long. I feel really like, not, yeah. you know, and as I say, I've got a lot of material. I think a lot of it's bad, but I've got enough that I feel like heckles normally crop up when 
you know, one doesn't have something to say or something's not quite hitting home. And don't get me wrong, the latter could certainly happen. But I think I'm I'm safe from the former. So, yeah, it's obviously a, a niggling concern. But also, I guess you just tell them to shut up, don't you? Yeah. And you kind of style it out. I mean, I say this based on no experience whatsoever, but... I mean, you know, people have told me to shut up before, and I've said that? I've said no. So, hey, is there any different the when you're on stage? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this old situation, eh? They all shut tell me up. to shut up. Is it? No. No. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I think that'd do it, right? I think that'd do it. I might, I might get a few of the old tried and tested heckle comebacks Methods, up my yeah, sleeve. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably unlikely. It's probably unlikely. Fingers crossed. Unless I invite you. When I'll be heckling quite hard. Well, start exactly. Start to finish, start to finish. And why do you think you're not aware of the exact date of this performance? <laughs> yeah, I have been wondering why I've been dis- not disclosing that. Yeah. October is a big month. Despite the fact that our legions of fans from this <laughs> podcast could attend, but fuck them. If you're there, we're all doomed. That's my theory. Um, well, I've just got back from Latitude Festival where I saw some cracking comedy. Yeah, uh, It's well known for that kind of thing. Well, I saw, it was quite a mixed bag, actually. Um, who did I see? I saw Mark Watson. Yeah, nice. Who is a, a latitude kind of staple, I'd say. Yeah, stalwart. Yeah, he's there. Would not be too big a word to say. And he had a great device going on because he had his six-year-old kid uh, watching the performance. I go on stage. No, on stage. Well, no, I mean, it, bloody hell. Just for the listeners at home, I've just done the kicking the table and spilling the beer thing that Nancy did about 20 minutes ago. So that's what that little altercation was. Um, Stop that, really. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. But yeah, so six-year-old kid in the wings, kind of in the VIP area. Um, but the camera sort of kept cutting to him. And I tell you what, nothing butters up a crowd like a, a cute six-year-old kid no. just thrown into proceedings. As long as you'd always have cameras. Mm. I, I guess their game. That's another question. No, I guess in the comedy tent. Yeah, as long as I can remember, they've had the big screens on either side of the tent. Oh, and outside. Because only course, so many yeah. people can get inside the marquee. That's right. That's and then you right. have a lot of people outside watching, especially if so, the yeah, sun's shining. I suppose they don't normally cut to the wings before, so you don't really notice. Um, that's it. I think because of this particular device. Do you make a lot of jokes about the child then? A lot. Yeah. Just non-stop. Just basically the whole set was just. <laughs> Basically just ripping child. him apart. Yeah, it was quite brutal. <laughs> just saw him crying at the end. The more I think about it, the more I think maybe he wasn't even his kids. Even though I know, I, 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 I jest, I jest. No, it, he wasn't does love his child. He was just a very useful, uh, well, yeah, yeah, disclaimer. I'm sure Mark Watson loves his child. I'm actually, I'm trying to remember his name because he did mention it a few times, but probably best not to name him, isn't he? He's probably a six-year-old not. kid. I don't, I don't even know what the legality is around that. Well, if this goes on the, but maybe not us. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll write to Mark Watson and see if he's happy for us to name the kid. Um, oh, Kia. That was it. Oh, shit. I've said it now, haven't I? Yeah. Like All right. Car. Well, we can edit this out if it comes down to it. But like the colour, did you say? The car. Oh, the car. No, I think it's spelt differently, but... Same idea. Same, same concept. <laughs> well, not really same concept. One's a human child and one's a, a compact utility vehicle. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was a great device because what he did is when he said something... It was a bit close to the bone, a bit, you know, a bit saucy, or maybe even a bit kind of insular and depressive. He sort of yeah. referred to the fact that his kid was watching the whole thing. And, it, and he couldn't go too far. Yeah, but also it was just, you know, it was a, yeah, it was an easy laugh, but in quite a kind of, in a way that no one could begrudge, I suppose. Um, yeah. We also saw Nick Helm. 
if you're familiar. Who's Nick Helms? Uh, yeah, I mean, for the listeners oh at home, this lady's giving me a face <laughs> to say that she's not even aware Nick and Helm are even words, let alone this person is a person. Um, Nick Helm is very shouty, quite tortured, beardy man. Uh, he does a lot. He has a BBC show that's almost kind of cabaret, oh, nice. karaoke fusion comedy. What? It's like karaoke a lot of like... I, that's a, that's I may, a whole new genre. Again, disclaimer, I may have misdescribed that, but... A that's lot not of, what they say on the BBC description box. Almost certainly not, no. But a lot of singing, a lot of glitter, a lot yeah. of dancing, a lot of costume, that kind of thing. But to be honest, his set at Latitude, it felt like we were just witnessing him having a mental breakdown, but not in a particularly good way. Uh-oh. So it wasn't... Didn't hit the nail on the head, let's say. Well, it hit a nail on the head. But not the one you wanted to go in. Not the one anyone wanted to go in. <laughs> oh, dear. And maybe it turned out that nail, nail was going into his own foot the whole time. Whoa. That's, that's deep. But that might just be his act. I don't that even is. know. I don't even know. Um, he, yeah, he spent the entire time in the crowd rather than on the stage, mostly stealing items of people's clothing and then telling them they were fucking cunts. Which, yeah, I mean, I, I found more amusing than a lot of people, my <laughs> immediate group of friends included, who I had taken on the basis the that he ball. was a solid comedian, so <laughs> felt like quite the uh, prize prune there, You're I can tell there on you. on your own laughing very loudly. Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to make, yeah, I was trying to make up for the other people not laughing, but that is a false economy, because then you just get those few laughs, laughs really cutting through, yeah, and yeah. it's it's kind of obvious you're overcompensating, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was and not, hard to not a hard thing. I'm just saying, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. Well, never have I been more assured of that fact than when watching with Nick Helm. Mr. Nicholas Helm, yeah, yeah. agreed. Have you seen him before? Uh, yes, I have seen him at a more kind of conventional stand-up night, if you like. And yeah, I, he, I was really... Have a bit too many drinks I wonder, I also, I'm not sure if it was his, it was his crowd, I think it was a bit too tame, a a bit too, you know, I think Latitude is quite a middle of the road crowd and he'd be more suited to a sort of slightly edgier situation, I suppose. That's a good point about the kind of crowds, because I think, you know, coming into comedy, you've got to spend quite a lot of time doing the uh, comedy virgin nights or the new to comedy nights um, because that's the crowd who are going to be willing to cut you a slight break uh, until you get used to the idea of performing in front of people before you move up to the crowd that's saying uh, a new material night but not necessarily a complete beginner to comedy night yeah absolutely and it's interesting actually because I'm now going to appear obsessed with James Ancaster, which I slightly am, if I'm honest. Um, But I was listening to, uh, he does a podcast through FUBAR Radio, where he has people put their iPods on shuffle and they talk about what comes up. Um, And I was listening to an episode of that today, where he was saying that it's a strange point when you become a popular mainstream comedian, or sort of mainstream in, in quotation marks, because what happens is that you end up when you do your live shows and you're touring, you end up with people who only agree with what you think and you're yeah. only ever preaching to convert because actually yeah. you're you're well known enough that people have realised through these yeah, yeah. nights, through you touring every bloody tiny club in, in the whole of Britain, 
you know what you're like and they know whether you like you or not and at that point when people are shelling out you know 10 15 20 maybe more to see you of a night they yeah. know they like you and they know they kind of they're going to receive what you have to say yeah. and yeah if you're trying to make any sort of point they're going to agree with your worldview, yeah. right up to a point anyway so was his point that it was was he enjoying that transition or was he finding it difficult I think he was saying that it was a challenge because yeah. you then get very used to being in an echo chamber yeah. and then actually when you do get out again and do your, Try your smaller shows your work in progress yeah. Yeah. And you suddenly don't get those laughs in the same way that you might normally or people just nodding their heads <laughs> Absolutely, and I think he, he may have even mentioned this when we saw him at the Invisible Dot, actually, but this is the, the danger of the work in progress night, is that if you advertise it through certain channels, then you only get your fans. You get honest feedback, and then when and you end up at Edinburgh, that's what he said, yeah, yeah. yeah ends up you're going to get... You'll get, you'll get really blindsided by people who aren't so keen. And I think that's the same Until with the festival, the a yeah. festival crowd, right? Yeah. Where, you know, you're getting people who are just there to see comedy... Yeah. Per se, yeah. not comedy. Yeah, um, yeah, I just spat in Nancy's mouth. I think, <laughs> by the way, just for everyone at home, if you're wondering what that like that little interlude was, <laughs> we, it's a fine art podcasting, one which we're in the process of mastering. I would it's say. Not as of yet. No, into- so much. I am obsessed with the season two has just finished yesterday. Is uh, Taskmaster? I don't know. Have you heard of Taskmaster? I've not, but I've seen the blanket adverts on oh, the, the on the, the tube. Adverts are everywhere. Um, um, and I, to be honest, I see the advert and I see 10 comedians I rate very highly. And then the word Dave, and it fills me full of <laughs> fear and trepidation. But prove me wrong. So it's written, it's devised by Alex Horn. You know Alex Horn from the Horn section? I do, I yeah, do so indeed. It's, it's, it's showed that he did at Edinburgh not so long ago. Basically, the whole idea is getting comedians involved in completing tasks. Um, and so each each week there'll be a series of different tasks that these five comedians have to complete. But obviously it's not so much about the task as there's the the general banter that goes alongside it. But uh, this season had Doc Brown, yep. Catherine Ryan, um, John Wilkinson, Joe Wilkinson, and John Richardson, uh-huh. and Richard Osman. <laughs> Which you tried to fuse there for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I tried to for a second, but then realised my mistake. Yeah, Richard Osman, as they point out several times, is not actually a comedian, rather a TV personality. But sure, but a very funny guy, nonetheless. Very funny Incredibly kind, too. Every, he's very kind. Really? Very Sounds kind. like that wouldn't be an asset in no, the format actually, that we're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, certainly in the first season, we had some more cutting characters. Um, like, uh, Josh Whittakin was in the first series, and Josh Whittakin... Was would, he a bit of a bastard? He wasn't a bastard, but he was very passionate about it. You know, the, okay. that faux passionate... So he, he wanted about, to win, He basically. wanted to win, and okay. I think that's always hilarious when people want to win really badly. Uh, Especially when Keith, they lose, right? You know, Tim Keith. I do indeed, yeah. Actually, I have to say, Tim Keith, probably one of the guys from the first season that I took away as being a comedian, uh, or you know, I'd like to see more of because uh-huh. of his um, his kind of cheekiness and drive to kind of beat other people and I think at one point uh, he got off it he, he brought in comic relief as a way of um, trying to get people to complete a task so he had to find someone 55 to hug and he went up someone was like oh I'm doing this thing for comic relief uh, are you 55 and can I hug you and then everyone like was shocked that he brought charity into it um, 
bear. Yeah, yeah. Then he tried to bargain his way up with money up to the top place in the the leaderboard. But um, yeah, no. Tim Key is a he's a he's a corker. He's a corker. He's a good man. He does a lot of stuff with the Invisible Dot. Actually, I think they they take him on. So yeah. Yeah. we may make it. I originally some came into him from a poetry point of view as well because he used to do poetry stuff on. Yeah, and and still does. I think in his stand up, he's still quite kind of yeah. focused around comedy poems yeah. and that kind of part of his his act, which is is a really interesting element actually it's something that not not that many comics use I suppose so yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting to see it um, and Doc Brown as well is someone who's really interesting because he uses rap in, in rap, his like, routines yeah, yeah. and actually he came up it's really strange for me because he's someone that I got into when he was on the UK hip hop scene and putting out albums oh, really? uh, so I you know I knew his music and yeah. then when he became a comedian I was like what the hell is this guy doing yeah, uh, yeah you know on Live at the Apollo or I really that. feel um, like I came across him first time at Latitude <laughs> oh wow no way yeah. there you go a few years ago but, um... but yeah it's interesting I think there's a lot I think you know we've been there was a kind of there was obviously the kind of alternative comedy revolution you know as I guess you know even decades ago now really or at least a decade or more and I think now we're kind of reaching a point where people are just doing different stuff because I think alternative comedy quote unquote was in a way I guess with the benefit of hindsight was quite if not rigid then there was a certain thing yeah. that could be typified as alternative and it you know it could be a lot of different things but now I feel like people are pushing boundaries in different ways purely because you know they need to to keep things fresh and you've got yeah you've got people like Doc Brown doing rap Tim Key doing poems you've got people like Adam Buxton using yeah, yeah. video and using YouTube using multimedia you've got you know Dave Gorman's doing a PowerPoint show and has and been even for the Alex last couple like who's doing this kind of whole music yeah, interactive I mean, show yeah I mean live band and yeah, with kind of banter band, yeah. and things going on and yeah and I think that's and particularly yeah like on the festival circuit and things yeah, like that David you see that getting a really yeah. good reaction from crowds because actually you know just standing there and talking for however long it's it's a challenge and it's an art and I would say that's why I even found interesting about James Acaster's like most recent but when we did the saw his work in progress he brought in the um, little instrument that he was playing whatever yeah, that was the stylophone the stylophone yeah. yeah which you know he's not something he's ever done before and I mean it showed if it I'm showed honest because it was, he'd, <laughs> he'd yet to master three lines on a show <laughs> shirt show it James and uh, the last throw that bit out was there. funny because it seemed like he was waiting so long to get it right but throughout the show it was it was a bit it was a bit of a miss really I'd say yeah I mean I you know I'm coming at this from an angle of someone who loves stylophones so oh wow okay. I mean yeah. I was I was I, I was loving life <laughs> but no I can see how probably for the crowd en masse that yeah. wasn't I mean particularly it didn't to me like it added much to me it was a um, an odd little little trickle of sound in between another joke which I guess is the point of a work in progress right is yeah. to iron out these creases but it will be interesting to see actually if you go and see that as a full live show whether the stylophone will still we'll be live in. at the Apollo in it next year or something like well, that yeah yeah indeed he's got a kind of giant <laughs> stylophone <laughs> just to fill the space <laughs> fill using the space. like full hands and legs to like get it going <laughs> absolutely yeah. Um, how about are you going to see anything in the next few months have you got anything booked in I haven't got anything booked in at the moment um, that I can think of there was, there's been a few things I'm meant to be going to see but I'm going to cross to the States uh, on Sunday 
Wow, um, exciting times. And I think my plan is to possibly try and do a, a little five minutes out there and see if I can get a, get, get any kind of reaction. Break, break America. Break America, second gig. <laughs> you see, it's just that easy, guys. Just One five minute <laughs> down in London and then, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just break America. Yeah. It worked, worked for James Corden, didn't it? <laughs> He's doing brilliantly. He's doing fantastic. Probably be doing a late night show this time next year. Um, okay, cool. That's ambitious, though. I like that. I like that. I think when it's part of that, you know, I get to see some of the kind of American acts who are, or American people rather than acts, but who are also trying their luck at stand-up. Um, sure, sure, sure. Um, whereabouts in the States are you going to be? I'll be over in California, mostly, and Seattle for the last part. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I, although I feel like I don't know whether I'll be more or less nervous being in another country. I guess oh, less, know. right? That's what I think. Because I think you know you're, you're never going to see these people again, probably. I mean, especially if you do the night, maybe like on your last night in the yeah, country yeah. or something, that would be ideal. That's always ideal. Fly out the next day. Right. And I reckon they'll be sympathetic because it may be a cliche. Americans love a Brit, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Walk out there, emphasize the British accent. <laughs> cool, blowy me, governor. How about that lycra? <laughs> really want a cup of tea. I've just realised my British accent's really bad, it's, isn't it? It sounds less British than most people. <laughs> sounds less British than my normal accent. Sounds less British than an American person trying to do a British accent. Agreed. <laughs> Note to self, don't use British accent in, in show. Um, or just ever. ever yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. accent's not my forte, no. I've realised. Even when it comes down to it in a pub and people are banning them about... I have to say, that was something else one of the people on my comedy course did. They, oh, did they, they do a dodgy accent? Bad accents oh, all the time. No. But I, I kept saying how funny I thought it was because they, they would do impressions of the uh, like Terminator <laughs> or um, 300, the Spartan guy from 300. Right, yeah. Can you do an impression of the impression? Uh, <laughs> this is Spartan, which is like, it's fairly shit, right? It's like, it's I not, mean, you're basically just saying the line saying it, at that, that point. And yeah. essentially that's what you're saying. <laughs> just saying it. And, I mean, uh, it's impressive you can remember the lines, but I is haven't it even enough? seen the film, so I just guess that's what he said. I don't I bet, know. Wow, wow, that is exactly what he says. <laughs> oh, so. wow, that's crazy. Um, but he would do that and the shit impresses like, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> um, it's both of them equally shit and I would piss myself laughing because I think things like that are funny when they're so shit but he was trying to do a good impression you're 100% sure that's what he was going for then. well he told me that he, was, he was a bit shocked when I said I love the shit impressions and he was like shit no you didn't lead with that <laughs> I did <laughs> that's such a bold gambit I you, did I was they like, could have been genuine I mean they were genuine they were genuine I mean I know and, hindsight's a wonderful thing and then but. someone else had to tell him to leave them out because obviously if you're going for it with the, to be a good impression then it doesn't work. To be honest, now the cogs are whirring. I'm wondering whether I can incorporate shit impressions into oh, my set. I think maybe you should. Right? What shit impressions be like, could you do? Hey, here's Jim Carrey. Smoking. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> right, that's the mask. Um, it's, oh, I don't know, really. Uh, what other shit impressions going? Sean Connery. <laughs> I, I, shake and not stirred. Well, no, that's good. That, that's good. That's better than mine. I, what? Just saying shake and not stirred? Well, it was in a Scottish accent. Oh, that's right. basically what he I sounds like. I didn't realise I could do one. Well, there you go. Hidden talents. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're an impressionist at heart. I probably am. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Give me another one. Me another uh, one. All right. Wait, wait, this, is, this is good. We've only got 21 minutes to kill, so I reckon we can do this. Um, all right. Uh, but I can't think of any human beings. Wait there. Um, 
Kanye West. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. Oh, no, I thought you were going to do it. Oh, I was going to do it. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm a genius. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm the... I'm basically God. I write rap songs. I'm a genius. I, that's pretty much what he sounds like. That is I think. what he sounds like. Right? I think, actually, if you did a sound clip and put it next to Kanye West, it would sound exactly the same. We'd struggle to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, Put that into Google. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you Google sounds? Uh, if you can't, we've just come up with a million-dollar idea. And we should probably not publish this podcast. Because <laughs> everyone will if be... If you're not hearing this right now, it means we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of, like, the suicide tape. If you're not watching this right now, it means I'm actually living my life perfectly happily. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Well, we've got those impressions out of the way. So. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, thank God that section's over and done with. Um, so moving on, this is also the end of our notes. We now have just end in big letters, but we did also say we'd... Uh, try about another 19 minutes so, yeah, so I suppose we've got to think of a really cracking way to end this you better believe it yeah. some sort of catchphrase maybe <laughs> catchphrase. We've, yeah. we've spoken a lot about having a catchphrase yeah I mean we even mentioned it right here at the beginning so. oh yeah they'll, they'll remember it they've been tuned in the whole time which <laughs> they've been I almost heard they haven't yeah, yeah yeah I mean okay but I'm, catchphrase wise what are we going to go with it? I don't know I feel like we art. should say something really outrageous and controversial just to see if anyone's actually listened this far that's, long. That's, a, that's a good good move yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean because then we'll know when the law the lawsuit comes yeah, our yeah, way yeah. that someone has actually listened to the bitter end what like uh, I don't know um, all babies should uh, uh, all babies should be chucked out of a window in the hospital that I mean that's I'm not even personal, well it? you say I mean personal all babies at least you're not it's not like Steve the baby should be chucked out of a window Steve the baby probably should it's like the opposite of personal I mean Steve the baby should because that's not a good name for a baby Steve. he sounds like a grown man yeah. yeah but all babies had to have grown up names at some point Frank <laughs> Donald that's true they were babies who calls them Frank you don't want a baby uh, wow. <laughs> some people call their babies Frank I mean technically but I mean my nephew's Francis which someone shortened to Frank. Frank okay Frank. so I'll yeah, try Frank. not to say that Frank. personally I'll try not to say that personally I'm sorry um but yeah, no, all babies should be chucked out of window at birth. I sort of agree with that. I mean, you know, the population's a major issue facing this planet. And that's so, a hard-hitting point that people could come back and debate on, isn't it? Yeah, well... That's not the controversial statement we're really looking for. If um, you want an address to uh, send complaints to, guys, it's... Uh, where do you live, Lance? <laughs> uh, somewhere around the London area. It's uh, Bermondsey. I know that much, so... You know, you send it, you send it southwards. It will get to me. Yeah, so, addressed to South London. <laughs> Most people know me. It's all right. She's pretty well known because yeah, of all her baby hate. Also, because of my distinctive surname. But you know, need need, need yeah. to worry about that. True. I I feel like we may not have even introduced ourselves, which oh, feels no, slightly uh, maybe we should have done that. remiss at you know one hour into the podcast. But my name's Howell Sedgwick Gel, and I've known Nancy for a long time now and oh, that's specific. That's specific. a long time I no, I would say probably like 25 years I, I mean I've not actually been alive for 25 years yet but well, then that seems unlikely doesn't it I <laughs> no I'm going to stick with that um, may have known me 20, 25 years 25 years I probably did know you in the womb I, I mean as a child not old enough to know better but 
I think I was. It's not like you knew. It's not like yeah. <laughs> I think I was aware of the womb that you were in. Nancy. They didn't even know my name yet, and you were no, still calling I, me Nancy. Nancy, and this is Nancy Bending Beckett. See, it's funny, right? Yeah, all legit. That is my that is my full name. Uh, a choice made by by both of our parents to double barrel. In fact, with yours even more so. Well, you see, because I my parents didn't make the choice to double barrel. Because oh. one was already double barreled. Of course. But they did give me the enviable full name of Harold Francis Taylor Sedgwick Gell. <laughs> which, I'll be honest, for any career, let alone comedy, because there's a lack of you know space on the outside oh, yeah. of a venue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have there's to trim a, that right on, down. I mean, they'll probably put your name on the outside of that um, night in the Crouch End, won't they? Uh, I mean, Big letters. I, I presume so. I mean, if not, I'm storming out there. I'm storming out of there. How dare I, I perform here? I'm gonna just kind of throw the mic and just yeah. Do, do you know who I am? Hell out of it. You know, I am Harold Francis Taylor so Yeah, all of those names up on that board. Also, buy a board. <laughs> I bought my own light bulbs. It's fine. I'll, I'll screw them in myself. Um, yeah, no, so I think I'm going to have to lose quite a few names. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think like Bending and Beckett both um, both have, have, I have never counted how many letters in my name. I just thought I probably should know this, but well, I don't know. I can probably fill some time if you want to do it, just quickly. Um, no, there's a lot of letters in that, and uh, like I always say to people, the year that Bendit like Beckham came out was the uh, bane of my life. But Yeah, Nancy Bendit like Beckham, yeah, the yeah. jokes do write themselves, I suppose. It was year six. I think it was when it came out. Yeah. Tough year. I mean, that's a tough year anyway, isn't tough it? Year. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, better year six than year seven, I suppose. I Yeah, I'm always thankful that it, Cause it, it just... No, because I mean, when it came to year seven, people had forgotten about Bender Light Beckham and just went back to the old Bendy Bucket routine. Um, Which, I mean, is also a solid one yeah. and one that I employ with your brother to this yeah. day, if yeah. I'm honest. All with my uh, fair complexion and uh, ability to go red at a moment's notice. Um, just tomato face, which... <laughs> I mean, that's not even riffing on the name that there, is, is it? There's no riff on that's the name. Just, that's just cold-blooded. <laughs> or hot-blooded in your case, Actually, I suppose. I probably should do the shout-out to, the, to the best, best uh, rap battle... Um, off I ever had at secondary school uh, yeah, I love how there's more than one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah there was several but the one that I got the best insult out of was um, uh, Nancy you're red like a tomato you're a one hit wonder like Nelly Furtado <laughs> oh, oh yeah. which although good on the surface is it accurate because Nelly Furtado has had some solid tunes so I'm like a bird man eater some others I could go on <laughs> but I mean even two is enough to make that lyric not worth it, its salt. I sometimes want to go back to him and say, actually, Charles Matthews, this is inaccurate. Having said that, though, what point of Nelly Furtado's career was she at when he spat that lyric? Because it was the "I'm Like a Bird." Yeah, you see, because actually, was, that that album was, was a bit of a resurgence yeah, yeah. and an unexpected one of that. Yeah. So actually, maybe uh, there, your man's man, your man's got a bit of a point he, he there. He was alright. He was alright. It was year seven. So. But you could retrospectively rub it in his face. Um, yeah, and no, I think I will. I think basically when we finish up this podcast, that'll be what I'll spend my next. Um, I mean, send in the link. Forty-five minutes in. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. I'll just go. Charles Matthews, have a listen to this. Wait for an hour. Scrub through one 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 hour, two minutes. You'll find. Oh no, yeah, fuck it. You'll listen, find it. listen to the whole thing, <laughs> just so then the build-up will be all the more devastating. I'll be so excited. When it finally hits you. <laughs> Is his name Stephen Matthews? No, Charles Matthews. Charles, Charles Matthews. Matthews. Uh, Not to be mistaken with Stephen Matthews. Charlie Matthews, but... Um, oh, he would be, wouldn't he? Classic. Trying classic, to be cool. Classic Charles. Fucking Charlie. <laughs> 
you're a Charles and you'll always be a Charles, mate. Charles, Charles. Yeah, that says so much, doesn't it, that he chose to be a Charles. Scum of the earth. Yeah. I hope you're listening, Charles. We're coming for you. Stay tuned in. Stay tuned. Yeah, episode two is just going to be us outside Charles Matthews' house, staring through his windows. Still discussing comedy, but, but more but menacing. It'll, be, it'll, it'll have a different location. The and a different, a, gen, a different different vibe, different I'd say. Be a lot more stalky than this one. This, yeah, one. this one wasn't stalky enough, I have to say. It was, no. it was quite, quite chilled. Really. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we did say we'd talk about where we are. We're on a, on a rooftop oh, of yeah, yeah. A, the Old Fountain pub in Old Street. Yeah. I'm just beginning to think there might actually be a connection between the two olds. I think the old might be. I think, yeah, they probably was just called the Fountain, and then they realised they're next to Old Street. Or this Five was the Old Fountain, and that was just Street. And Shit. then, boom. <laughs> Yeah. Just saying. Um, That's probably it. This is more influential. Who's kidding? But yeah, it's a bit of a hidden gem, which I now realise we're putting this out on a podcast, which could be listened to by literally yeah. tens of people. Yeah. So, shot myself in the foot whoa, there. Whoa, whoa. But I mean, obviously, if you do come and visit this place, just, you know, tell the barman that it's us and then maybe we'll get a free drink next time we come or something. I don't know. I mean, we should have a word about that sort of deal. We should probably ask them. I mean, we probably <laughs> should have asked them for permission to record a podcast on their roof, but... Hey, we did it now. Yeah, too late. <laughs> too late for that. Uh, we'll just ask them for the free drink and then they might say, well, you could have asked in advance and maybe the second time we'll get a free drink. A couple of asks, free drink city coming our way. Sounds like a plan. Charles Matthews, if you could just stock some beers outside your house, <laughs> then it'll be free drink city there too. That would be ideal. Or you could do table, I say table service, more like bush service. We'll yeah, be just yeah. out in the bush. <laughs> if you can reach through the bush, because we'll be on the other side of it. Um, <laughs> hands just reaching through. <laughs> I'm worried we're incriminating ourselves too much now. And it's possible. Okay, yeah, yeah that's all That's all um, fictional. Yeah, maybe that could be our ending catchphrase. Maybe we're incriminating it's ourselves too. Oh, no. <laughs> I like that. I mean, they're both good. So either, maybe we're incriminating ourselves too much now. Bye. Or. That's all fictional. <laughs> any, any resemblance to real people, living or dead. Is not accurate. Is purely coincidental. Oh, yeah, that's the one. They don't it's all accurate. It's all accurate. Yeah, no, that's, that's the disclaimer you don't want. Everybody we've talked about, that's exactly what we meant to say. They're all a bunch of twats. Fuck you, I've got a film now. That, that's what, that would be good, actually. Why don't more people do that at the end of films? I don't know. Fuck you, I've got a film now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What have you ever done with your life, Charles Matthews? You twat. You absolute bastard. Oh, dear. I feel like we're in danger of letting this last 10 minutes just all be us slagging off Charles Matthews. It, it, it could be so. I mean... Maybe we have a 50-minute podcast. That may, that may be the case. Well... It's been a pleasure, Nance. And it has. We're going to try and do this on, I guess, roughly a monthly basis. I mean, we're literally having this discussion live on air, but right now. I mean, I've obviously it's not live. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. I mean, we're not we're not going to go back and edit this, so it might as well be live. No editing. Exactly. Um, So yeah, stay tuned for next month's podcast. I guess we might have an August hiatus because August is a bit busy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll be back by September at the latest, I'd say, for more. uh, more comedy capers. Comedy capers. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be our catchphrase. That may even be the name of the podcast. Oh, too. Shit just got real. We got too excited about that. All right, guys. Well, I think we failed on the catchphrase front, but, but we 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 succeeded on completing fifty-one minutes worth. Agreed. So until next time. Peace out. <laughs>